0: LIME is launching, uh, one, what we call our uh, safety and equity initiative, and this campaign is all about addressing the concerns that have been brought to our attention uh, by the city of St. Louis and the uh, the Department of Public Safety uh, to address concerns on underage rioting and, and, and improper parking, Uh, across the city, specifically within downtown and downtown West. Uh, The second part of it is our equity focus and making sure that Lime becomes an even more uh, accessible service for the people of St. Louis. Uh, And that equity program is all uh, introducing an automatic 50% discount uh, for all trips that start in neighborhoods from from, from West End to St. Louis Park uh, to, to Dutchtown. Uh, and we're also making sure that we are providing 20% of our fleet in those neighborhoods to make sure that people who need our devices uh, and need a affordable and safe way to get around the city uh, have that right as soon as they walk outside their homes.
1: For first, they put a curfew on them at 7 p.m. and then they went ahead and completely cut them off. In the downtown, downtown west area, any use of scooters. And one of the questions I had posed to the city officials was, well, what if people come in from another area into downtown using those scooters? Where does that stand right now?
0: Yeah, for the duration of the downtown pause, uh, Lime implemented on June 8th a no-ride zone, a no-operating zone uh, for downtown, downtown west. And so any scooter uh, that attempts to go past the, the zone, and you can see it clearly within our app, the Lime app, the scooter will then cut off from, from riding further into downtown, uh, and our team is then notified of where those devices are, and we go and uh, collect them and return them outside of that no operating zone.
1: How much of a hardship is that for, for the company?
0: You know what? It, it, it adds a few tasks. Uh, the hardship that we recognize is is reducing transportation alternatives. Uh, for the people of St. Louis. And we know that most of our trips have started in downtown and downtown West. And we know that that's only accelerating because of the high price of gas. It, it's not as difficult for us to go and remove those scooters, but our our pain is with the people uh, who, who lose that access to tra- to affordable transportation.
1: And tell me about the age requirement.
0: Yeah, the age minimum for riding a LIME device is 18 years old. And so, what we have implemented in addition to ID scan, so, we turned on ID scan as a way to start to taper off. Uh, underage riding, and what we've paired that with because of the, the city's ongoing concerns for underage riding and what we were still seeing in the city, uh, we implemented, in, in addition to uh, ID scan, a program that we call liveness testing. And that liveness, liveness testing requires riders to, one, uh, present their ID, uh, take a photo of their ID uh, using the Lime app, and in real time, the the, the app then verifies the legitimacy of that ID. And the second part of that is that the, the rider is then required to take a selfie, and that liveness test then compares the, the, the liveness of the, the selfie and compares it to the image on the ID, and, and, and then that allows for that rider, if those things check out, uh, to be able to unlock the device.
1: So this kind of puts an extra layer in there. Do you think that's discouraging for some people?
0: Oh, it it is discouraging. And and we'd love to be able to see uh, as many people as possible riding Lime scooters, but we know what the city's concerns are. Uh, and it is our responsibility as a partner with the city to respond to those concerns. Uh, and, and yes, it may be a little bit more cumbersome on the rider, but in the long term, it makes the city safer.
1: Is that just for downtown or would that be just scooter Lime's policy altogether?
0: That's actually citywide, and so Lime wrote this out on on June eighth. Uh, and even though downtown it, uh, it turned into, even though the city had asked for us to pause downtown, we said, you know what? What would be better would be for us to turn these uh, these new features on and get more evidence of their effectiveness. And we can see that uh, within Forest Park and through other areas of the city uh, that. We're, we're not seeing the problems that we were seeing before we turned those features on. Uh, and so eventually we'd like to be able to have the conversation with the city to, to relax some of the requirements. But first and foremost, we wanna get a handle with the Department of Public Safety and with the mayor's office uh, on the concerns they've that they've brought to our attention. And that number one concern was underage riding. Uh, and, and the number two concern uh, within downtown was parking. And so Lyme is, is started to roll out a series of mandatory parking zones. Uh, where the rider downtown is required to park in certain areas and that those that we've mapped out where bike racks uh, in larger areas of the right-of-way exist uh, so that those scooters can be parked near bike racks, not taking up all of the spaces at the bike rack. We have the ability to to, to tell the people to go somewhere else if it's too crowded. Uh, to, in order to manage that parking, right, we want to see fewer tipped over scooters. We want to see less scooter clutter on the sidewalks and we want to see better uh in proper parking throughout downtown. And we believe that the implementation of mandatory parking zones will lead to that.
1: Have you found this problem in other cities? We
0: have actually. And so uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan is one of the first cities in the United States that implemented a program called uh, Designated Parking Zones, uh, where the city itself uh, went through and, and created a, system, a network of parking zones where the scooters are required to be parked. Uh, and we saw a substantial improvement in parking compliance uh, through the implementation of Limes technology. And this has happened at Harriet Island in St. Paul. This has happened in Raleigh Durham, North Carolina, uh, where the city and in, in very dense neighborhoods is, is where in businesses are getting a little concerned that there's too many scooters uh, sort of scattered about. And in Lyme uh, throughout the last couple of years have, have has really perfected this technology uh, to address the city's parking concerns. And we see of uh, a, a substantial change in parking behavior once this technology is rolled out. And so in those cities that, that I've already mentioned, we've rolled that out and the cities have been very su- uh, happy with it. And so we're, we're hoping to satisfy the city of St. St. Louis with this as well.
1: Did those other cities have the issue with kids supposedly getting on the scooters and causing disturbances when they were
0: running? Some do. Some do. Uh, it's rare that we have a city uh, request for us to shut down operations downtown because it's the, the issue and what the city has shared with us is that it's not scooters that are the problem. Uh, The the issue is it's a broader issue within cities where uh, youth are looking for activities uh, and our scooters are available um, both for commuting and for recreational purposes. And and some of those youth use the scooters uh, properly and some of them don't. Uh, And so we've seen this in many cities across the country. Very few cities will shut down service because they recognize the the commuting potential for, for, for scooters. Uh, but this is the direction that the city of St. Louis took, um, and I think it's a, a helpful one right now uh, for us to be able to pause, take a deep breath, take in feedback from the city, public safety, and from business and residents, uh, and, and, and 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 turn these solutions on and get it right.